Hi, I'm Aiden. And I'm Don Carlo. And you're listening to Binge Watchers. Where we talk about everything TV. Everything? Everything. Tune in as we discuss a new show every episode. And we'll decide if it's binge watchable. This is Binge Watchers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Binge Watchers Season 2, Episode 2. Holy smokes, DQ. Are you ready for this? Yes, I'm so ready for this. This is our new format. We have a lot of new things planned today. Are you excited, Aiden? (laughs) DQ, that's a very very good question. (laughs) I am hella excited for this episode. We got so much to talk about. So much stuff has happened in the world of uh, world of TV. Yes. And we're really, really, really excited to talk about it. So, DQ, why don't you take us away and, and uh, guide of our discussion? Of course. So, the first segment that we are going to introduce is a TV news segment. Yay! Let's have a <gasps> round of applause what? for that. What? I know. Wow. Right? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> applause. Let's That's go. That's what we're talking about. Because so much happens in TV. We're in the golden age of TV. So, why don't we talk about uh, what's happening in the world? What's happening Let's do in it. the news? So, the first thing that I want to talk about is, uh, as you all know, uh, Disney Plus is coming out with a bunch of new Marvel shows. Marvel has transitioned into the TV world that is going to connect to, well, it's already connected to Phase 4 and will connect to the movies. This past week, uh, Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, uh, he announced at a TCA, Television Critics Association event, that new shows are coming. Well, not that we already knew what the new shows are coming, but he revealed a little bit more details. So the first thing that he revealed is um, release dates. So, yeah. So you know the show Loki? Aiden, are you excited for Loki? Oh, yeah. I know the show Loki. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. Loki is coming out on June 11th, which is so exciting. What? Yes. Oh, my goodness. June 11th. That's not that far away. That's not that far away. Oh, so exciting. It's going to be in the summer, so gonna enjoy seeing tom hiddleston up on screen again (laughs) it's gonna be fun to see him back absolutely oh god (laughs) um the next show that is going to come out after that he said is what if which doesn't have a release date but it's in the summer what is what if what if question mark what is that what what if is an animated series i think one of the first from the mcu and it's all about like opposite alternate worlds of marvel so instead of steve rogers being captain america it's peggy carter Instead of uh, uh, Peter Quill becoming Star Lord, it's um, it's T'Challa, uh, Black Panther becoming Star Lord. So it's all it's kind of this alternate universe yes. stuff. That's that what if is. About. I think I saw like uh, clips and previews of it. Did you see clips and previews of it? I did. Yeah, yeah. it looks really cool. It looks really cool. It looks almost like a video game. <laughs> so the visual. A little bit, yeah. Me, so I'm curious. It's got uh, it's got a cool style though to it. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a pretty. Fun. Did you see the? I'm glad yeah. they're experimenting. Yeah. Did you see the clip where there's zombies? Apparently, one of the alternate comics is zombies. So yeah, zombie Avengers. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> that one's gonna be really interesting. Yeah. I wonder what they'll do with the zombie Avengers. Um, I don't really know if there was a very famous uh, plot line in the Marvel comics. But there's uh, a lot of alternate. Like there's thousands of Marvel comics out there in different universes, oh, yeah, different Earths. So. Yeah. Oh my god, more than one Earth? Yeah, of what? course. You didn't know that? <laughs> oh yeah, the Marvel multiverse. Yeah, multiverse. Wowza. Wow. Um, Wowza. Speaking of the multiverse, um, Kevin Feige talked about... I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was on the set when he was doing this like Zoom like sort of uh, meeting on the TSTCA. He was on the set of Miss Marvel, which I'm so excited is coming out. They are almost done wrapping production, so... Uh, I'm really excited about that. It, it stars a Pakistani, I think, 
woman, right? A girl a character. Yeah, Miss yeah. Marvel is like yeah, Miss Marvel is like a, a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she's an she's cool. She's, she's cool. A, I'm really excited for the she's show. She's a person of color. We rarely see that in, awesome. in Marvel. Yeah, mm -hmm. so um, very excited about that. And he said that Hawkeye is currently filming, which is amazing. So that should come out very soon, as as long as everyone's safe and like COVID protocols and all that. Um, mm -hmm. And weeks after that, She-Hulk is going to start production, and then a couple weeks, and then right after that, Moon Knight is going to start production. So, very, very exciting. Um, yes. And uh, another thing that I have uh, here is that some shows, he said, uh, will have multiple seasons, whereas others will not have uh, multiple seasons. So, like, oh, wow. some will be, like, miniseries, like, Potentially WandaVision, which we're currently watching. <laughs> we are currently and watching. Loving. It's getting really spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that might be one season, but maybe something like She-Hulk or Miss Marvel might be multiple seasons. Who knows? Uh, plot details are under wraps on that. Um, and he also said that some, some shows will connect to the movies or like to the other. Because you know how like the universe is all connected, right? Mm -hmm. But he said that it's, to the it's not going to be to the point where you need to watch everything in order to understand mm. what's going on. So like when you watch uh, Doctor Strange, you wouldn't have to watch WandaVision because like WandaVision ties into Doctor Strange, but you don't need to watch like the entirety of WandaVision in order to understand what's going on in the movie. So mm -hmm. that's really exciting. Yes, that's it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Awesome on Disney Plus, it's going to be a huge, huge hit. I, I'm very excited for the future of this oh, yeah. cinematic universe. Um, yeah, same here. The next uh, thing that we're going to talk about is a new streaming service is launching. Oh my gosh, yet another streaming service is launching. I believe it's called Paramount Plus, It's called right? Paramount Plus. Yes, the launch date. I forgot what the launch date is, but it's coming out in a couple months. Um, there is one show that I have heard that is going to be on Paramount Plus, and that yes. is a new Halo TV series. It's going to premiere on on uh, Paramount I'm very Plus. Curious. That would be a yeah. that would be a hit. Yeah. There's a lot of people who really like Halo myself. Yes, included, I was about to say, don't you play included. the games? <laughs> I used to play the games. That was a long mm. time ago though. Um but I am a I'm a Halo fan and if they uh if they do uh if they can do it right, um then I'd I'd give it a watch. Of course. Yes. There's so much new stuff that's coming in, in uh Paramount Plus. Like they're insane. Like here's a quote that I pulled from an article. Um thirty thousand episodes 2,500 movie titles, uh, and over a thousand live sporting events, plus around-the-clock news coverage. So they're like, the they're going insane. Like Paramount Plus is not playing any games because they're the last like major company. Viacom CBS is the major company, and they're the last ones uh, to come out with a streaming service. They're late, so I guess they're trying to pull out everything that they can. <laughs> wow, to beat they're Netflix. really. So their goal right now is just. You out as much shows yeah. and as much content as possible. But I'm so happy because I searched it up and it's coming to Canada. Um, Paramount Plus will come out with revivals, revival shows of popular 80s and 90s films. Um, a new Avatar, this is what I'm excited about, a new Avatar Studios uh, and expanding the universe of Avatar. So they are currently making, the creators of Avatar are currently making new uh, TV shows and new animated movies that will be connected to the Avatar slash Legend of Korra universe. I'm so excited. <laughs> I gotta give those shows a watch. I know, Aiden, That's you will literally love it. I'm surprised you have not watched it. So I good. watched the, I watched um Avatar The Last Airbender when I was I was a kid. Me too. But I I know now that I should probably go. Pick you gotta rewatch it. You will like oh it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful show. It still holds up to this day. 
still holds up to this oh, wow. day. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, it'll be home. I'm not a huge fan, but like home of the Star Trek universe. Um, so all the Star Trek shows will be on there. Um, and yeah, just a bunch of new stuff. CBS is gonna also, like, a lot of their titles are gonna be on there. Showtime, Nickelodeon, MTV, VH1, BET, Comedy Central, Pop TV, like all these <laughs> networks, their shows will be on uh, Paramount Plus. Um, which wow. is just crazy, like all these things I've listed here. TV Land, CMT, like all of these. So yeah, I'm very God, excited. Cables, cables just not gonna be a thing anymore. Yeah, it's like, already dying. It's just so... Like, it is already dying. But it's just so convenient now to have all these streaming services. I don't want to watch ads anymore. I don't want to watch ads I, anymore you, either, yeah. You got five second ads on YouTube and I'm, I'm done. Yeah, same. I, uh, yeah. Same. Like seriously, um, like no more. Actually, speaking of ads, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned it because... Uh, Paramount Plus is actually having an ad-supported feature on Paramount Plus, but it's cheaper. It's a cheaper subscription, so that's a catch. You have it cheaper, but there's ads. <laughs> I am I am personally insulted. <laughs> yes. I am personally insulted. So $4.99 per month for ad-supported um, starting in June, and then at, for premium, I think that's no ads. Don't quote me on that. It's going to be $9.99. So, yeah. Huh. Okay, all right. I'm a little... <laughs> That's uh, that's a first. I've never heard of a streaming service have ad support. That would be that the whole point yeah. of stream. That defeats doesn't that defeat the whole point of a streaming service is to not have ads. I know, right? It's crazy, and that is all for news. Nice. Next up, uh, we will talk about the shows that we have lined up for you uh, for this episode. Um, so Aiden and I have came up with a new format, and today. We have a new theme coming for this episode. What is our new theme, Aiden? Do you remember? Yeah, it's it's olden time period yes, pieces. Period pieces. Well, olden time, you say? Is it actually olden time? Because oh, good, good point. It's not olden time. It's a bit. It's of a, a bit remix. of a remix. It yes. is the first show that we're going to talk about. Is a show that took the world by storm, and that is Shonda Rhimes' new television. Uh, first television series for Netflix called Bridgerton. And uh, let me just talk about the plot for Bridgerton if you haven't already seen it or heard of it, which is probably like odd because uh, the show currently has over what reached 63 million households. Like, isn't that insane? What? Yeah. Okay, I did not realize, I knew it was popular, but you didn't know the number it was 63 million. <laughs> I knew it was big. Oh, I knew it was like number one, like Netflix's yeah. most watched show. But holy smokes, that's yes. a lot of I think it's even more than the Queen's Gambit. So yeah, insane. Queen Gambit oh. was also like 62, 61. So yeah, both popular. Also a yeah. brilliant show. So the plot follows the wealthy Bridgerton family and their eldest daughter Daphne, who has come of age to marry. And uh, basically, there's like a bunch of rival families. So there's also the Featheringtons, who are also very important, and they're also a wealthy family that is participating in this debutante season. And uh, when Daphne is out looking for bachelors, she meets Simon, the Duke of Hastings. And uh, they devise a plan to get Daphne more suitors and Simon less offers from uh, wives, mothers, and all that to uh, marry their daughters and stuff like that. And as he despises getting married due to his traumatic past, and it is um, 18th century, like, 19th century period piece, something like that. Um, yeah, and that's the plot of, of, of Bridgerton, so. And it's all connected by 
the mischievous Lady Whistledown. Oh, Lady Whistledown, yes, voiced by the incredible Julie Andrews. So yeah, there's yeah. a gossip girl element to it um, with this gossiper who is spreading rumors about Daphne and like the, the season and just uh, what's happening in the town. So yeah. Um, oh, oh, that mischievous Lady Whistledown. <laughs> I know you love saying that. <laughs> it's a great name. Great name. Really so, rolls off the tongue. So I really, I was so looking forward to the show, Everett, because I love Shonda Rhimes and I love like just romance. And um, I wasn't really, I'm not the biggest fan of period pieces, which is like surprising because I absolutely love this show. I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did, actually, because romances can be really hit or miss. But oh, it just, it just swept me away. Unfortunately, <laughs> though, I was not as enthusiastic about the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> this will be a historic moment <laughs> in Binge Watcher's very brief history. This will be the first time me and DQ actually disagree on a show. Unfortunately, I am not the biggest fan. I know. I remember after I finished the show, I was texting Aiden. I was like, Aiden, you got to watch this show. It's amazing. It's like Downton Abbey because Aiden is obsessed with Downton Abbey. I love Downton Abbey, which is the weird part. Like, I love Downton Abbey, yeah. but I don't and like you love, Bridgerton. And you love Br British shows, right? I do. I like BB BBC. It has some good shows. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, Aiden, this is a perfect show for you. It's romantic. It's steamy. It's sexy. It's so good. Uh, watch the whole thing. And then when he finally finished it, he was like, oh, I just, I thought it was okay. And I was like, oh my God, what, what, <laughs> what is happening here? And then when we talked about it uh, in preparation of the season, he- I have good reasons. You, you have, good reasons? have good reasons? Okay, what, what good reasons do you could you possibly have? Okay, give it okay, to me. Give let, it to me. <laughs> let me start with the positives. Let me start okay. with the positives. Yeah, let's start with Great, that. great production design. Oh, you cannot I, It's a bit that. of a remix, but they yeah. really, they really, it's a colorful world. It's a great show to look at. Like, it's got great production design. The sets are just fantastic. Um, I'm not too familiar with like that area, that era, like architecture. I'm assuming it's accurate. Um, so it was a very, very pleasing show to look at. Yes. But, um, and, and trust me, it's not a bad show. Bridgerton is definitely not a bad show. There's so much positive about it. Um, yeah. I, like, a lot of a lot of the characters I did like. I liked Simon. He was one of the main. Simon. Characters. Oh, he was, he was just. Really awesome. He was amazing. Very layered character, which is really good. Oh yeah. That's uh, one of the reasons I liked about Simon. He's got lots of layers. A lot of the characters are like onions. They got so much layers to them. Mm -hmm, and it makes mm -hmm. them very likable. But there's just a few characters that I just... It just... They really... I really didn't like them. Okay, okay. But, but you didn't like the characters, but like why? Like what is wrong with these characters? Just, Who? I, and I, uh, you I can't... Know, I don't know. The Featheringtons. There you go. The, the Featheringtons, Featheringtons I did not like. I really didn't like the plot line centering around the Featheringtons. I found most of them to be very annoying. Like in Downton Abbey, yeah, they're, they're pretty pompous, but I don't know. They're, they're, they're a little so, bit more like, likable. Like, the Featheringtons are supposed to be pompous. They're supposed to be flawed. Maybe, they're very dysfunctional. Are they supposed to be? That's Maybe that's why I don't like them, is they're just too pompous. They're very pompous. They're supposed to be. They're literally based on the Kardashians. <laughs> Actually. That's what they're yeah, based they're on? Yeah, they're based okay, on the Kardashians. That's why I don't like the Kardashians. Kardashians, yeah. And uh, that's another fun fact about the show. The Bridgertons are based on the Kennedys, and they're, you know how their style is, like, for the Kennedys and the Featheringtons are big bold style so they uh, are based on the Kardashians so that's why they're very pompous but like come on like th their storyline was so interesting like at the end with like you know the dad like the dad is up to some like schemey stuff like there's so much yes. that's why I love Bridgerton there's so much juicy drama and these characters are so like like messed up <laughs> like the Featheringtons are the Featheringtons are messed up like some of the things the mother does is just like why but like yeah yeah you make a good point you do i just yeah 
some of the pawns I was a little bit more invested in than others. Um, I was invested in Daphne and Simon. I thought that was the most enjoyable one. That yes. and the, uh, I think maybe that that's was the most And that's the driving force of the show. So, like, that's really good. But, like, but I feel like they, they should have focused on that more. I feel like everything they else They did focus really... on, it's literally front and center is Daphne and uh, okay. Simon's storyline. So, I don't understand what they could have made. You... And then they also could have made it, like, four episodes shorter. Okay, that I don't understand. How can you have possibly. They get married! Okay, this is not a big thing, but they, they get together around episode. That's when the kind of the action starts happening, but they could have edited it there. A no, lot, they couldn't the have. That's so original. The fact that they continued after <laughs> Dalt after <laughs> after the wedding is you get to see how uh, relationships are in the 19th century past the honeymoon phase. Because Daphne and Simon, not to spoil not to spoil too much, but once they get together, they experience problems that of a of like a couple that's actually together not like your typical period piece where they get married at the end and it's and it's and it just ends isn't that the most right formulaic there. thing ever if it's if it ends a season if it ends season one with i just, just found, getting i just together. found the pacing that made it made the pacing weird for me i feel like oh oh and then after like episode something but it gets so juicy after they get together i like, thought that's i wasn't as invested i honestly thought like I wasn't how as <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, the big thing happened, and uh, but I so, don't know. Okay, there's so many. I, I, it's a very okay. Uh, it's a very adult show, and there's a lot of like steamy scenes in there, and a lot that's of. That's why you should not watch it with your family. I thought that it would be a great <laughs> show to watch with my family. Oh, guys. Well, it depends what kind of family you have. My family and I are so chill, so like we watch it together. I have a very chill family too, but then yeah. when the scene. The scenes happened. The montages. Like, oh, the okay. The the montages happened. Yeah. We were we were taken back a little bit. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'll say. don't. That's worry, not a critique yeah. though. That's not a critique. Yeah, that's not we a were critique. just very surprised. So maybe don't don't watch it with your family. Maybe it's something you could watch on your own. I don't <laughs> but know. Like, I didn't think. Look, I did not think it was like the worst show. There's like I didn't think it was the worst of, show in the world. There's literally themes of consent and like marriage and like you know believing in, their, in oneself and fighting for love that is just so powerfully done in Bridgerton. You did not mm. care for those scenes? like those I scenes. do care for that, and that's what I was also going to say. It delves into really good topics. And that's what happens like after just, episode four. That's when it really gets... graze them. They don't talk about them. I think they could have talked about them a little there bit are, more okay, to make it more there, interesting. There are certain things that I wish they did talk about. Um, there's a lot of queer baiting. That's all I'll say. And there's, oh my God, there's a character... I think you know who I'm talking about, that I thought was gonna be gay. Like, I'm like, okay, 100%, these two characters are gonna get together and then gay. And then only one of them was. And, like, the other one, who was, like, more integral to the show, wasn't. Wait, is that he wasn't gay? I thought they were a couple. They weren't a couple, no, he he got with the... <laughs> Howard, they had great chemistry. They had great chemistry, okay. exactly. That's, okay, I'm, I'm upset they about that. They were a great couple. I'm, they would have been a great couple. They no, I'm upset about that. You know the two guys, right? The painter. And I the, know who you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About. I know who you're talking. About. We won't specify. They didn't get. They didn't get together. They were. He was literally the perfect, perfectly coded to become. The, I'm so mad. <laughs> so mad. That's one thing. Nothing really feels like it connects in the end. I feel like everyone is. Everyone kind of just goes and do, does their. But own it's thing. an ensemble cast. Like they, they're all, they're all dealing with their own set of dramas. You get wrapped up in these characters' stories. I found I, I wasn't getting get... wrapped up in a few of the stories. How did you get wrapped up there in the stories? There was just a few so of them I just didn't get wrapped up in. Like I really okay. Like Simon what? meets his old, an old friend that he he boxes with. I found yeah, him, yeah. his storyline, and his family. I got involved with. 
Daphne and Simon. And I, that connects to the Featherington storyline. Remember? A little bit. Yeah, it does gamble? connect a little yeah. bit. And but it I, makes don't, it so I didn't interesting. care about the father. I just did not care about the father. Obviously, you don't care about them, but like... Okay, but one of the Featheringtons you at least care about. Um, Penelope. Penelope. That's not... That Penelope. Yeah. Penelope yeah. was great. Penelope was I love cool. Penelope. She's so cute. Um, My family and I were obsessed with her. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't say that. I wasn't obsessed with any of the characters. Aside, the only one I really felt for was, was Simon... And Daphne, those, and I think that's a good thing. Those are the two main characters. I felt that's for Simon. That's a good thing. But come on, Mar Marina, Marina, I felt for Penelope. I felt for. I love I found, Eloise. I just couldn't get connected to anyone else. A lot of them were just. They felt so out of touch. They felt like they, they were not felt so out of touch. They, they were all connected. No, they out are, of touch with like the world. And I feel like they didn't. How are they out of touch with the world? I don't know. Maybe they're just too rich. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, they're too rich. I don't know. They just, I couldn't get behind them. Down Abbey. I the know, most but it's weird. Rich, I don't know why I like Down ever. Abbey and I don't like Bridgerton. It's strange. And I just, uh, I, I. It, it's a good peek into high society. That's another thing that I love about it. It's like a good peek into high society. Maybe I'm and not it, the highest, the peek into high society. Maybe that's not my thing. Like Down Abbey's literally high society. They, oh my they, God. they deal with other so... people. They, they're landlords. He deals with other people. And, uh, oh my God. They do, they do. And I don't know. They, I find, I don't know, I, it misses, I don't know what, Bridgerton's just missing something for me, I guess. And it's good, it's but good. But you, like, you can't pinpoint why, you can't pinpoint why. I have That's been like... pointed, I have been pointed. I didn't like not, the way not it was properly. pasted. I didn't like the, it lasted But I long. just rebuttaled every single one of you your... You did rebuttal, but I think I have valid points on why I didn't like you it. You do have valid points, I will give you that. Uh, opinion is opinion, we're just, we're just providing entertainment, but <laughs> Aiden clearly cannot defend himself oh, as well God. as I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You can't. What you, I true, have valid points. I'm. I'm sorry. I guess I don't know. I'm not the. Uh, I guess I'm not as intellectual. I guess I found myself just kind of wanting to get to the the Simon and uh, and uh, Simon and Daphne parts. Yeah, but there's so many great plot points. Like they all add something to the story, to this world. It's not just about them. I felt that's like, what I love about. I felt I would have been upset if it was just about Daphne and Simon and like the whole all the characters revolved around Daphne and Simon I wouldn't have liked that they do that in some romances it, it felt like Where, a hodgepodge that's how I felt like. all the characters have their own storyline but that's a hodgepodge I appreciate that but that's that's it's called a TV show with different <laughs> plot lines it's a TV show it's not a movie oh my god Down Abbey literally has 200 Game of Thrones has like 200 storylines and you don't complain they hey they connect it doesn't wrap up very well, but they, they do. Connect. Same with Bridgerton, they connect. Do they connect? They do connect. I don't know. I didn't feel like they connected. Uh, they connected very like well. Like how? I, I, I still don't understand how. I'm sorry, DQ. Oh, man, I know, man. Um. See, he's flustered. No, I, I'm not gotta, getting flustered. He can't, he, can't, he can't stand up for himself. What do you mean I can't stand up for myself? <laughs> okay, then tell me. Okay, I don't know. I'm going to give my official rating. I am going to say it's not binge watchable. If not binge watchable, it is so binge watchable. I, I Come binge -watch on. It. What's your rating, GQ? Oh, very binge watchable. I think Shonda Rhimes is very like her shows are very binge watchable. Like uh, Scandal. Well, I only really watch Scandal and uh, Bridgerton. Like it's just a, it's just like a juicy romantic romance period piece that you just want to eat so up. Just like relax and see all these like rich people like fall in love and like gossip about each other and so much drama. Like I don't understand what you. Me, why but you're like not entertained. Yeah, why you were not entertained? Look, if season, and why you were when not season two comes out and it's great and it just it just blows me away, then sure, I'll I'll, I'll change my rating. But that is it. That is that is Bridgerton for you guys. That's Bridgerton, so. and that was our yeah. wonderful discussion.
So the next show that we are going to be talking about is uh, another period piece. This time, Aiden and I will take a break from all the ranting <laughs> and talk about a show that we both really enjoyed, and that is Apple TV Plus's uh, new show, uh, Dickinson. Yeah, um, absolutely yeah. fantastic show. Um, yes, love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the same thing as well, not really the same thing. It's it's similar in concept. I I is mm -hmm. a remix of uh, mm -hmm. of a period piece, um, but I thought it was unlike Bridgerton. I thought it was mm -hmm. it was pretty refreshing, which is so weird to I, me because I don't. Like, I'm sorry, DQ, that I didn't like it. No, 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 no. I'm not. We're done with the attack for now. <laughs> <laughs> for now, but um, it's just so weird to me because Dickinson is much. It's like in terms of like remixing and modernizing the period piece drama. Dickinson does it so much more than Bridgerton does. Like so much more than Bridgerton does. Okay, what we mean by remix is. Like the music, for example, like Bridgerton would use like what songs like "Thank You Next," yeah, no <laughs> Taylor Swift. I honestly didn't have a problem with that, and you are right. Yeah, they did I do didn't do it have, a lot. I, love it. I thought it was surprising, yeah. but I was like, oh, oh, I know this song. This is this, this is "Thank You Next" by Ariana Grande. So I, yeah, I was, I know some so people didn't like that, but I actually quite, I actually thought it was, it was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. And what's and it's really cool because they play it within the show, and they but they do it in like an orchestral, like classical music uh -huh. style. So yeah, which is which makes it more modern, which is not accurate to the actual historical setting. And um, Dickinson yeah. does this a lot, and it does it in one way. I will get into in a second, but uh, uh -huh. there's a lot of what are a few music choices that Dickinson. Well, used? not it, it it's it's le they're not as popular artists as like Ariana Grande or Billie Eilish, but they they put like rap, they put like R and B, they literally and the, the the thing the difference between that and Bridgerton is in Dickinson. They literally just place it within the, the the show, like just straight up, like as if it's a part of the show. Like they don't do it in some like period piece, like orchestral way, like Bridgerton does. They literally just put it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So in Dickinson, it's about yeah. the famous poet Emily Dickinson, and it's about her life, how she aspires to be a poet, how her parents wanted to pursue a a more a more a traditional life for the time period. Yeah. But uh, Emily Dickinson really likes writing poetry, and that's kind of what the what the show is about. If it's about and her own personal not... life. Yeah, and she's not your typical woman that conforms to society. She's very much a rebel. She's very much like, I'm going to do my own thing type of girl, which is very unheard of back in uh, that time period when women were conforming to what uh, society and what men wanted out of them. So, yeah. I, um, I, on all the characters, I, I, that's one thing. There's a lot of awesome characters. Like, also, like, Bridgerton, they got characters like Onions. Like, they have a lot of layers to them. A lot of layers. Yeah. yeah, yeah um. Yeah. Well, it's also pretty spicy. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe not as spicy as Bridgerton, but I, uh, Dickinson got pretty spicy at some. Uh, Dickinson does get pretty spicy in some scenes, which is really, uh, yeah. So, uh, are you talking about em Emmy Sue? I Emily am Sue? talking about yes, Emily and Sue. I love. So this is technically not a spoil. Not really a spoil. Yeah, what did I write? Right at the early. very beginning. Yeah, right at the very beginning, and um. It's actually part of Emily Dickinson's life. Did you know that it's based on real events? Like, there's a lot of like historical facts that a lot of Emily's poems were for this girl named Sue back in the 1800s, and they could have been like a real. They could have been a couple. Like, yeah, and it's so fascinating, and they explore that in the actual show. They do. Fun fact: Aiden did not know who Emily Dickinson was. I had I, a, I a little lapse on who Emily Dickinson was. I probably shouldn't know who she was. But, um, exactly. But yeah, I was, uh, and it's a little awkward in the show because I'm pretty sure Sue is supposed to marry 
Emily's brother. Yes! Oh my it's god, a bit of a, yes. It's a bit of a, a tenuous kind of thing they got going here, but I'm the brother... I'm having a memory lapse. The brother, the, the brother doesn't know, right? The brother doesn't know. Well, depends where you are, because Aiden has not Don't yet finished the show. Don't you dare tell me! Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, only, what, on season one, episode six? I believe so, yeah. Like so he's halfway through season one. I already finished it, so there's two seasons, 20 episodes in total. And it just gets so good. It just... I can't say anything. It's so good. <laughs> I, I will get caught up. But uh, what I've seen the show so far is just fantastic. It's also like Bridgerton. It's just mm -hmm. set design, production design mm -hmm. are all fantastic. The acting is great. Uh, Haley, uh, Haley, Haley Steinfeld, Haley Steinfeld really is fantastic yeah. in the show as Emily Dickinson. All the actors are great. Jenna Maroney from 30 Rock. I don't know if you've watched 30 Rock. Yeah, her name is Jane Krakowski. Like, that's the actress's name. Yeah, she was great yeah. as Jenna Maroney, but she's in this show. She's the mom. Um, I'm not too familiar with the dad. Um, no, no, but the dad is really he's a, uh, good. He's good as yeah. well, but uh, I, I wasn't too... Uh, I, I, of course. The dad's yeah, kind of he's a, a, a meanie. He's a bit of a big meanie. Yeah, yeah. he's he's the one that, uh, in season one, he has a big conflict with Emily, with Emily because, like, uh, he's very traditional. He's very traditional. And Emmy, Emily is very, like, not traditional. Mm -hmm. So they kind of clash and... Um, us as like modern viewers, we obviously side with Emily because uh, she 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 has an outlook that's similar to us. Whereas the dad is very traditional and against and says things that we do not like to say and or we don't associate with. Like women should be like this. Women should not go to school. Women should not be published. Uh, you have to be a certain way. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I, oh my goodness. I think Emily Dickinson's poems became famous after she died, I believe, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they became famous after they died. And um, it's very interesting because in season two, which you will be getting to very soon, um, she actually deals with fame and like getting published. That's all I'll say. Is she deals with like fame and all that. And they do it in a very interesting way and unexpected ways too. So Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's a few characters, I will say, there's a few characters I didn't like. This guy is uh, has a big crush on Emily Dickinson, and yeah. he is oh my lord, so irritating! Oh my, he just yeah. follows her around like a lost puppy. This whole <laughs> he he is very much in love with her. Uh, his name is George. Um, the thing is, I kind of I didn't mind George. Like I can I can totally see why you don't like him and why you find him annoying. But the reason why I like him is that like he's kind of cute, <laughs> so I kind of like him. But also like I I. I feel like he supports her in a way, even though he does annoy her. He he, he does support her, and like in terms of her poetry and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, you are right. He just needs to he needs to take a chill pill. Maybe maybe back off a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I, but like you it's... are right though. He does. I yeah, you are right. No, he does support her and her poetry. I'm pretty sure he's one of the very few people who actually knows about her doing poetry. And yeah, there's a few... or the one that cares about. Yeah, it, the one that know. cares. And there's a few really good scenes. I remember there was this one scene where both Sue and Emily dress up like men and sneak yeah, into a lecture. Like Great scene. Seriously, fantastic uh -huh. scene. And uh, and it's just... It makes you fall in love with the characters. Like, Emily and uh -huh. Sue are just a dynamic duo. Mm -hmm. They really are. Like, they, they, they're they one of a kind. And, like, I love that scene when they are dressed up as men and stuff like that. Because that's so gay. Like, that, <laughs> it's so gay and I love it. Like, you know I love it. So, um... And it, it, I don't know, I don't think that actually happened in real life, from what the history books say. But, um, like, it's such a, the, the writing in the show is so great. Like, it's so unique in balancing, like, modern themes with a historical setting. 
and that's another thing that's so modern about the show that I'm surprised that you like. The, the, the way they talk is not at all how they talk. No, it's not. In the 19th century. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that's something I just, I didn't notice. I'm not, I'm not too much of a really? history buff. I didn't notice that at all. But maybe that's because they talk like we do yeah. in our time. I didn't notice it. Yeah, 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 because they, they literally talk like how we, me, me and you talk right now. Like they say, like they say stuff like bro and like, oh, chill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember like the pilgrim that. saying that. I don't remember telling the pilgrim. Yeah, I don't that, remember. Like, bro, chill, pilgrim. Yeah, I don't, don't chill, bro. Like, <laughs> but and even in season two, it, like it just gets high. It just gets more like modern. Like there are characters that literally just talk like fuckboy. <laughs> I, I will say I find it witty though. I found it funny. Like it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And there is okay. We're talking about modernization. There was one scene. There's one cameo appearance. So, uh, what what's this? What's this guy's name? So this character yeah. Death is mm -hmm. he, Emily writes lots of poems about him, and one day he mm -hmm. shows up. And it's time in traveling like an with in like Khalifa. An imagination sequence. Wiz yeah. Khalifa shows up as death on the show, and I, I like I was watching this with my family, and we just oh we were like shocked. I was laughing because I'm like oh my goodness, it's Wiz Khalifa. It was, it's so cool. It was very very cool to have Wiz Khalifa on the show. I know it's it's not supposed to trying to be historically accurate. It's supposed to detail this woman's life, but Wiz Khalifa did a great job as a, as death. Yeah, yeah, he's he's actually surprisingly really he's good. Not in the the, show. He's not bad in Dickinson. For the brief time I've seen him in his little carriage and his little cane and top hat and glasses. But yeah, I found that that kind of modernization when it's done well, it's really witty, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. I, it works in it works in uh, in Dickinson. And I, I that's one of the reasons yeah. I really like the show. And to be honest, like after watching season two, I do like Dickinson as well more than Bridgerton. Really? So yeah. Yeah, I do. So I, I really love Dickinson, and I'm glad you do too because that would have been a more heated conversation. About yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, it's a great show. I liked it from like the like from the first episode. One more thing I really like about Dickinson, it like when there, there's lots of levity in the show, it's very lighthearted. But sometimes when the shows transition between being serious and funny, sometimes it just it doesn't it doesn't have the payoff it's looking for. Mm, but I can kind of. That, but when in a way. I, I but in Dickinson they do it very very well. There's one scene where Emily reveals uh, her poems to her father at dinner, and the father just yeah. loses it, and it's just you yeah. really you really feel that impact. You feel like Emily's really like really emotionally distraught, but you feel for Emily in that scene because you can feel like how how mad the dad is, and you really mm -hmm. feel that emotional impact. So I thought they they, they the do performances it really well. are so good. Yeah, yeah, the performances are so good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I'm, I'm actually surprised that you like the characters in Dickinson more than uh, in Bridgerton because Dickinson has quite a few unlikable characters. Like the dad, he's very sucks. unlikable. The dad's a, a total yeah. And to be honest, like Austin as well, like the brother, can also like kind of get on your nerves. Yeah, I just feel like Emily and Sue are a strong, really strong. I, I think they're a strong yeah. pairing. They're like, you're really, really rooting for them all yeah. the way. And I feel like Emily is just, I, I like her a little bit more than. Daphne Bridgerton. I feel like she mm -hmm. just. I will. I will say that too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I, like I do like Emily Dickinson is a stronger protagonist. I feel like Sue. I don't think maybe Sue's not as strong as as Simon yeah. is, but I yeah. feel like they kind of they match up a little bit. But you end up liking both characters. It's a very interesting dilemma. They're both. Uh, they're both in. I but, just think uh, the characters you. I, I I can empathize with them a little bit more. I feel like you. Even the mom, you understand like where she's coming from. Yeah. She wants her daughter to have a happy life, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it alludes to the fact that she wants. I believe she wants her, Emily to kind of pursue her own passions and dreams, but she can't because the world they live in is a very patriarchal one. 
and even the dad a little bit but the dad's the dad if you remember in season one um yeah one of the scenes that the dad comes clean he's i think he's a little drunk but he comes he comes clean to emily about uh <clears throat> sorry to emily about her poetry and in that scene he starts like crying and it's like oh i'm so sorry emily but in that moment you feel for him a little bit you do feel for him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but and it's also kind of like that scene was, was it in the bedroom it was yeah but I, yeah he I, came in it was also like really like like scary and disturbing because like you can see this man is like so like down and like sinister because he still doesn't fully accept emily for what she wants to do with her life so it's just yeah you i, I don't know like, you make a good you make really a good great. point you do make a good point yeah. um i didn't think anything was gonna bad that was was gonna happen in that scene yeah, yeah um yeah. but like the father has a very cold, calculated. I know what I want, macho man. Yeah, yeah. Demeanor man, yeah. household demeanor. But and it's also one of those great emotional impact moments where, when he drinks, it comes mm -hmm. in Emily's room. Like he's not Mr. Macho Man anymore. He's Mr. I'm kind of depressed, and I'm sad that yeah. uh, that my plan's not going my way. Uh, and I that's the one thing. If I'm comparing it to Bridgerton, I don't and I don't really get that impact from some of those characters. Only sometimes when you get to. When and like the onion layers peel back on characters in Bridgerton, but on mm. on uh, on in Dickinson, I feel like these characters are much more a bit of a open book, and I think I like that more on the character. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's great. Um, another thing I want to talk about is the fact that Emily's a writer, and I'm a writer. DQ is a, the... a very talented writer. Oh, thank you, Aiden. Yeah, so the way that she like like her passion for writing and her passion for telling stories and like wanting to be known in the world and wanting to be seen is something that's very impactful and something that I like very much relate to as someone that's like of a couple minorities so it's just seeing her journey is sort of like seeing my journey in terms of being a writer and not being being able to sort of be free in terms of you know pursuing your passions or I am pursuing my passion thank god I'm in a program that I like but in terms of like gaining fame especially in season two um she struggles with that and i very much relate to that so, yeah it's yeah. uh and yeah emily i think that also i like it's one of the reasons i like emily dickinson so much she's such a relatable she character. yeah and Haley steinfeld embodies this character like you really believe that she's the one like she's the actual yeah. Haley steinfeld yeah. is just a very talented performer like she's got a, she's got a great voice great singer a great actress man she's got yeah. it all and she's gonna be in Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, she's Kate new Bishop. Segment. She's yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So She'd excited. be a great Kate Bishop. I know a little bit about who Kate Bishop is. She'd be a great really? Kate Bishop. Yeah. yeah. In the meantime, my current rating for Dickinson it <laughs> is binge watchable. Yes, same here. It is absolute. Both seasons I've watched the whole thing are absolutely binge watchable, and it's becoming one of my favorite shows. Uh, Maybe one of my favorite shows ever in terms of like a show about writers. So yeah, I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome, DQ. Yay, but that is all the time we have for today. On Yeah, we hope you enjoy this new format of Bridgerton. All eight episodes are available on Netflix uh, for season one uh, and Dickinson. Both season one and two, 10 episodes each are available on Apple TV Plus. So yeah, it's definitely worth it. Uh, to get Apple TV Plus for that show. So, mm -hmm. we love it. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening, and have a wonderful day.